Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. That's such a Pavlovian response to that. Like that makes me want to drink. A beer makes you want right to drink now. a beer or maybe some spirits. Welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to this fine little radio and video podcast and program known internationally as the world famous. Smoking and toasting. Uh, we are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And today is show number 213 on today's show. Smoking and toasting gets religion. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't even know where I'm going with this, do you? I have no you? idea. Okay, I'm just... <laughs> okay. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. I've seen the light, my brothers and sisters, and I will be passing it along to each and every one of you because that is what people of faith do. Ah, Liliana says hello. Hello, Liliana. Liliana, I am so glad you are uh, listening and viewing today because... I, I'll explain this later, but I am going to try to nominate you to be the high priestess of our new smoking and toasting religion. <laughs> she would fit the bill Liliana, I have perfectly. no idea what's going on yeah, here, so we're yeah. going to find so this one out together. Stay with us. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> um, now, can can we get a shot of uh, Mr. Torley Gig there, uh, Adam? Uh, on Mr. Torley Gig is one of the most unique spirit bottles I have ever seen. It is for a tequila. I'm going to hold this a little closer so we can get a little bit more detail. Yeah. It's tequila Torero. And it's an Añejo Tequilo, and we'll be sampling it today. But this bottle, uh, that's hand-painted uh, ceramic, and it's beautiful. It's a, uh, it's a bullfighter and the bull. And, the matador. Uh, uh, the matador, yes. I, I really wanted uh, Liliana to be able to see that, so I thought we'd put it up on the, uh, on the Mr. Twirly gig there. Our show is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Uh, this is the time to go to the website, MyCigarShirts.com, and uh, order for uh, gifts for your friends for the hoodies. holidays. Yeah, hoodies. It's cold enough today for hoodies. Yes, I know. I've actually got a smoke. The rest of the country's been wearing hoodies for about two months oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for several years, I, I think. Bur- but, uh, I brought my, so I, you know, I stopped and uh, got food the other day, and the girl behind the counter said i like your sweater and i said this is like the first sweater of the year uh, that's so cool <laughs> that is so cool uh well uh mycigarshirts.com has got hoodies and sweatshirts as well as regular t-shirts they're all for cigar lovers they're all a bit uh, cheeky and i think you will like them and they're a sponsor of the show so thank you mycigarshirts.com because Cigars. cigars yeah. I want that shirt. I want the one that just says because on the front. I think that one's coming. And then on the back, but towards the bottom, just says cigars. Oh, I like it. That on makes people look at my butt. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's one way to do it. Yep. That's one way to do it. <laughs> on today's show, uh, we are going to be not only getting religion and telling you what that's all about, but the the return of, after I screwed it up last week and didn't do it, the return of drinking news. The return of drink. Yes. How did we miss a drinking news? That's I don't know. So bizarre. Well, you know, we were drinking is one of the reasons because we had our uh, special guest uh, here, uh, Christian from uh, Jura. Yes. Uh, who was here, at Christian Olave, and he was uh, so gracious and so wonderful, and so knowledgeable. And damn, if that whiskey wasn't good. Um, I wrote a song about last week's okay drinking news. You want to you want to uh, share that with us? Drinking. News, drinking news. We ran out of time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. That won't happen this week. We no, drink, this, this news, year we will have time. Drinking this, news this will, week we will have time. It will definitely happen. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to the headline teaser for drinking news today. I was working on a coffin when 
And oh, that's, I that's don't your even headline. know what to say. That's your headline teaser. So yeah, <laughs> so I got I got you all wondering about what uh, what's going on in today's show. <laughs> We're also going to do some great tasting Logsdon Farmhouse Ales, Logsdon Czech style Pilsner from Washigal, Washington, which I didn't even know was a place. Washigal, are you familiar with Washigal? Yeah. I know Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah, yeah. well, Washigal is uh, apparently in the Washington State area as well, and they have a brewery there called Logs and Farmhouse Ales. We'll be tasting their Czech-style Pilsner. And then Ian's brought in a couple of interesting beers today from uh, right here in our hometown of Houston. Eureka Heights Brewing Company has released Final Boss IPA. Now, Mini Boss is kind of their flagship IPA in yes. their line. That's so a this nice is little this is final boss. So I'm guessing drink. this is like mini boss on steroids. It's, it's bigger. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like the can is bigger, the beer is bigger. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And from Saloon uh Saloon Door Brewing, Mericulous. M E R R Y C U L O U S. So they have their Mericulous, Mericulous, Ridiculous. They have their Ridiculous AF series. Okay, so this is the Mericulous. So this is their Mericulous. Their uh, their Christmas edition of the Ridiculous AF. It's a Russian Imperial Stout just in time for the holidays. And of course, you've seen the tequila bottle from uh, Tequila Torre uh, Tequila Torero. They're on Yeho Tequila, so we have all of that coming. A lot of cancellations of big cigar events around the world. We'll uh, share some of those with you. Rocky Patel is opening an art museum. And guess what all the art's going to be about? Ooh. Cigars. Cigar art. <laughs> I love Rocky Patel. I love cigar art. I love the like when you go into a um when you go into a cigar shop and they have all the traditional there's a mm-hmm. what is the name of the artist that does a lot of those Kind of the round characters. Oh, I know you're talking about. I love that it's guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I so wish I knew cool. his name. Like, but just great art. I, I have. It, that's one of those things that I've almost bought several times, and yeah, yeah. and I keep going. I've got to go back and get yeah. one of those. And it's such a and great. Frame. It's yeah. such a great like Stylized, feel and style. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. I love that. Uh, we will also uh, be working through a couple of lists for you on today's show, including. Uh, brewers have picked their five favorites for 2020. So these are craft beer brewers who picked their favorite craft beers other than their own. That sounds pretty uh, for awesome. the year. So that'll be fun to uh, we have a lot of lists. Out. We got to do a list of our favorite lists. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I, did I ever tell you the story? I worked for that one uh, radio company once, and they had forms for everything except they told us in the big meeting when they first took over. This is the best. If there's a form you need and we don't have it, fill out the form request form. And we'll get that form made for you right away. That is the ultimate in bureaucracy. It also happens. Also, what happens when you let uh, uh, when you let an insurance company buy a tech or yes, a yes, broadcasting yes. company? But bureaucracy uh, is real. Bureaucracy <laughs> on the move. Uh, so, uh, so many things going on this week. I want to get to a lot of these stories. So let's jump right in and let me ask you my favorite question of the week, uh, which is: Have you smoked anything interesting lately? Now that is an interesting question. Okay. I have. Okay. I uh, stopped by this morning at the casa. Mm-hmm. Said hi to Steve over there. He's always friendly. And I love fun. those guys. They're awesome. I wandered around. They had uh, they had a Rocky Patel right up front, and I uh, decided to try the Rocky Patel Winter Collection. Oh, nice! This has existed before two thousand. Yeah, the winter or nine. The winter collection. Yeah, and then they re-released it. I think in two thousand twelve. This has the exact same band as the two thousand nine one without the. Um, date. Without the year on it, yeah, and um, and it looks great. It's this this beautiful silver band, and then the the cigar itself is a uh, is a medium brown, slightly lumpy overall, firm uh, te- uh firm feel overall. Um, 
the uh, rapper is a Mexican San Andreas rapper. It's not as dark as I expected from the Mexican San Andreas rapper, but it's it's a nice looking cigar. Uh, the binders Nicaraguan, the Hunter, and then uh, Nicaraguan filler round out the uh, the build of the cigar. The so uh, this sounds like a, a, a kind of a, a normal Rocky Patel, like a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan, and Honduran tobacco. Yes, yeah. yes. So this uh, has all the Rocky Patel highlights. If you like Rocky Patel cigars, you're gonna like this cigar, okay, and that's all know. there is to it. There's and no, I do, by the way, no doubt. Um, the uh, pre light sniff on is traditional tobacco kind of thing going on. Not a real. Not a real strong uh, scent from the cigar. A little tea leaf, coffee, mocha, things that you expect from that um, from that wrapper. The uh, pre-light draw on this, I used a clip. It was effortless draw, creamy coffee, chocolate, hint of spices, a little earth coming out right there. I mean, like, the flavor profile from the pre-light draw was super nice. Mm-hmm. The uh, first third of this, pepper and creaminess play with, uh, I'm sorry, the initial light, pepper blast with coffee. Slightly sweet aftertaste going on. The first third of this. Uh, uh, pepper and creaminess play with earthy and uh, chocolate flavors. Hints of coffee. Solid ash. Perfect burn. Oh, baby. Yeah, I mean, this was just one of those. This is what you expect from a Rocky Patel cigar, and it it, it does not disappoint. The second third of this. Pepper spice is the theme. Supported by a background of <laughs> earth and chocolate. Tangy coolness on the lips. You know how sometimes you get that little... Just uh, uh, from the mm-hmm. wrapper itself, mm-hmm. tangy right. coolness on the lips, a little rep- uh, reminiscent of uh, peppermint. Solid ash, mostly perfect burn. It got a little bit uneven, yeah. just a little bit. Not That's enough fine. to worry about. I didn't, do, I didn't touch it up. The last third of the cigar, solid medium strength overall. Pepper and earth are the dominant flavors. Chocolate and coffee round out the palate with an underlying creamy sweetness throughout this that was really, really pleasant. Like it's just after you, you know, after the aftertaste is in your mouth and you just mm-hmm. sit there and go, mm, that's good, you know? Yeah. Uh, solid ash, perfect burn. I paid $8.55 for the cigar. I'm going to give it a solid five and a half. Oh, nice. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit better than what I expect from uh, that price range. Even though that price range is the sweet spot for cigars, it's also everything I expect from a Rocky Patel. Try one. It's a fantastic flavor. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And it's the Winter... The Winter Collection. Winter Collection. Okay. Yep. Got to go check that out for sure. Did you happen to smoke a cigar I did. I did. And I usually jot down some notes, and for some reason, they've disappeared from my pad. So I'll be winging this one. But I want to tell you about... A likely story. Yeah. yeah, I want to tell you about... (laughs) My dog ate the homework. (laughs) Um, uh, I want to tell you about the uh, Alec Bradley American Sun Grown Toro. Oh. Now, Alec Bradley's cigars uh, generally very, very good. I've had, in fact, some of the uh, some of the stronger uh, things in their line have been among some of the best cigars yeah. that I've that I've smoked. The Fresnado uh, or Prensado, Prensado, Prensado. Yeah. I always mispronounce that, uh, but that comes to mind. Uh, That's so a great cigar. This, they also have the Max line, which is yes, the Max line is is great. Uh, so this is their. Um, uh, Alec Bradley American Cigar, which they released one uh, part of this line with a normal Connecticut wrapper, and then they kind of stepped it up a little bit in strength by releasing it with uh, a sun-grown wrapper, which all of the uh, tobaccos in this are Nicaraguan, including the the Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper and the binder and filler. They're from different regions, but it's a Nicaraguan puro. Right, exactly. And this cigar, I have to say... I find myself that I'm that I'm always when I'm putting down my notes for uh, for this uh, for this little uh, segment of the show. I'm all. It seems like I'm always saying a nice, beautiful cigar. 
This one was not beautiful. Kind of ugly? It was what they call rustic, which means <laughs> kind of ugly. Yeah, kind of uh, ugly. You know, bumps, a little bit of modeling uh, to the color on the uh, on the wrapper. Definitely some veins, but as we talked about last week, having veins or stems in your cigar is not a bad thing when it comes That's to flavor. That's part of the leaf. It can, it can make the burn a little uneven at times, but uh, but we'll see what happens. So uh, pre-light on it, I was getting... Uh, Leather and chocolate, and a uh, a little bit of a sense of that kind of barnyard hay uh, sort of uh, sort of smell to the uh, to the prelight. I lit it up, and it was like boom, intense pepper. Not too intense, but I was glad it settled down mm. because it made room for the other flavors. And as I smoked this thing. The chocolate, I definitely went to calling it mocha because ah. there's a difference between yeah, yeah. you know those uh, those flavors. More of the leather, although the leather really was kind of in the background at first, and got more noticeable as the cigar uh, smoked. There were also this little um, kind of hint of citrus that just left a little tang on the let me, tongue, let me, which I like. Let me pause. You. I just want to talk mm. about leather flavor and cigar for yeah. one second. Yeah. Because we talk about this, and we I don't know that we've ever addressed this out loud, but I just want to talk about leather. When we talk about the flavor of leather, like that seems a little weird at first until you think about Imagine walking into a leather shop. That mm-hmm. smell of right, all that aroma. That, it's just such a such a rich, good, yeah, such yeah. a rich and good and or even into, into like someone if someone you know has like a study or a library and they've got a lot of leather furniture in there, like yes, old that, leather that's couches, that kind of and you walk taste. in and you get yeah, that. Yeah. Mm, and so that it's a really, deep, really good, really. Really yeah. warm. It's not like um, chewing on a strap of leather. That that's would be correct. That would yeah, be it's different. not like yeah. the way leather actually tastes. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so the flavors in this thing were really good. It it definitely started out from the very beginning. I thought this is a full bodied cigar, not uh, not not medium to full, but full. By the time I was done with it, it settled down from that initial pepper blast. I would call it just slightly south of full, but not much. I mean, it was definitely a a full-bodied cigar. And the burn on it, as you'll be able to see in some of these pictures, it was never bad, but it definitely was a little funky looking. The burn was rustic as well? Yeah, the burn was rustic as well. (laughs) So so my overall take on this was I really enjoyed this cigar, but it kind of of made me think if the Prenzado is the beautiful princess at the ball— this is her slightly less good-looking younger sister, is, is, is what it is. But the thing is, uh, it was a wonderful cigar to smoke. And it was a little tiny bit north of $6. So it's a very reasonable cigar. Most Alec Bradleys actually are very reasonably priced yeah. compared to uh, some of the other lines out there. But when you consider this is less than a 7 or $8 cigar... I'm going to give it a five and a half. Solid, nice. solid five and a half. Two five and a half because today. because the flavor was great. This cigar wasn't perfect. I didn't take the best looking girl to the prom, but I sure had a good time hanging out with the one that I took. If, that if makes you sense. can't be with the one in love, yeah, then then smoke an Alec Bradley, uh, 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 <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, uh, it right. gets weird. Yes, it does, and and a little awkward. But that's what you know. <laughs> we've learned to live with that on this show, and and kind that's of that's actually where we live. Kind of revel in it, actually. So, <laughs> all right, let the tasting begin. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with a uh, uh, what looks like a very interesting lager from Washington, Washington, the Logsdon Farmhouse Ales. 
Czech style Pilsner, and obviously this is a brewery known for farmhouse ales. This is not a farmhouse ale, so we'll see what their take on the Pilsner uh, winds up being like. Plus, uh, I've been promising you this. I'm going to get to it, I, I swear, today. Uh, Cigars for Warriors have launched a, a new fundraiser, and I want to share that information no, with we definitely you talk so about that, that you can be there, because those guys are so awesome. What they do is just terrific. So, so we'll be right back with all of that. It's Smoking and Toasting, and of course, Drinking News will follow. And... This is the show where we get religion. Stand by, Liliana. Find a robe or something cool. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. On today's show, Smoking and Toasting number 214, the show gets religion. We'll uh, we'll share that with you very soon, I promise, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect everything that happens from this point on. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Cigars for Warriors uh, is an organization that we are in just in huge support of. What they do, and we've had uh, Trey Boring, who's our uh, smoking and toasting legal expert, is also very active in Cigars for Warriors. And what these guys do is they go uh, around to different uh, cigar shops and cigar events all over the country, and they collect cigars from people like you and me that like to smoke them. Mm-hmm. They take all of these cigars and they ship them in these care packages to our men and women in the armed services who are stationed overseas. Pay attention if you're in a cigar shop, because sometimes they have a bin there that is Cigar for Warriors Mm -hmm. where they collect the cigars. Or you can go to an event a lot of times if you look it up. Mm-hmm. So it's cigarforwarriors.com? Cigar for Warriors, yes. So you can go through their website, which is one of, you can look for the donation centers like uh, mm-hmm. Ian was mentioning, or you can go through their website because they are really, uh, during the months of, uh, of November and December, they really are supporting, and we've already passed it, but the need is still there, a new holiday called Giving Tuesday, which was the 1st of December. Ah. And basically... What they're trying to do is they're trying to help make up for the fact that because of all the closures this year because of COVID, they haven't been able to go to as many of these events and cigar shops and stuff and gather. So they're needing your help so that we can make sure that we get a sizable enough amount of cigars to send out to these servicemen and women who are, uh, you know, this is a high point sometimes of an entire month for these guys uh, is when that box of cigars arrives Mm -hmm. because you know there's not a lot of off time when you're in a uh, demilitarized zone Mm -mm. you know what i'm saying so uh anyway it's a very important thing so go to cigarsforwarriors.org and uh if you need information they're a they're a nonprofit organization. They rely entirely on raffle ticket sales, cigar donations, generous cash donations, and grants to operate. So cigarsforwarriors.org. You can donate cigars by sending them to the address you'll find on the website, or you can donate via PayPal as well. So uh, we support them hugely, and I've been promising I wanted to talk about what they had going on for fundraiser, and so we've just now been able to do that. Our uh, show is brought to you by the fine folks at uh, MyCigarShirts.com, available on the web. Holiday shopping's in full effect at MyCigarShirts.com, so go and order something for a friend or a buddy that loves cigars. 
and uh, maybe order something for yourself while you're yes, at it. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so uh, Adam, he said he tried to post a picture. For some reason it won't let him, but uh, he said Fernando Botero, I think, is who you're talking about for the artist. Ah, oh, thank you for uh, that. Does the cigar we yeah. were talking about with the kind of round people? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is, he's so that's, talented. Yeah, it's just great. I really want one of those hanging up in my uh, in my living room. Um, all right, so Ian, why don't we get to the beer tasting because I'm thirsty. Well, you're gonna have to twist my arm. No, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I've got see, this. I, this I knew is it. The... I knew it. Logson Czech style Pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's very, very simple art on this. But doesn't it have that, it, like, there's something about just the way that logo looks and the art looks that totally brings to mind a German or a Czech uh, uh, beer. Yes. Ooh. Ian, you may have just done the greatest beer opening sound effect we've had so far <laughs> on Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And uh, once you pour, I want you to read uh, what that says on the back because it gives. Uh, it's really interesting. I've noticed that with Pilsners and Lagers, that often the breweries don't list as much information as you'll get if you're, say, drinking an IPA or a stout or something where they, you know, tell you about the hops and they tell you about the uh, the different. You know, kinds of uh, uh, of malt that were used and stuff, but this I think has for uh, Pilsner has some pretty interesting information on the can. It says one malt, Bohemian Pilsner. Okay, one hop, CZ Saz, S A A Z. That's easy for you. And to say. one crisp, clean, refreshing lager, brewed and canned at Logston uh, Farmhouse Sales LLC, Washington, Washigal, I think is how you Washington. Uh, yes. So this is a one malt, one hop. Pilsner lager. So interesting. Uh, oh, it smells good. I'll tell you, I love the nose on this. It's got, uh, even though I've got a little, uh, a it's little got bit a little, of foam here. It's, it's got, got a little pretzeliness to it. Yes, which is kind of what you want if you're thinking a German or a Czech style. Yeah, bready uh, or Bavarian style lager. Yeah, and so it would be interesting to see if that follows through in the flavor. Yeah, what are you thinking? I haven't tried yet. Oh, boy. That is really, first of all, it's really refreshing. It's it just it just kind of says Oktoberfest oh, to me, even though it's kind not of an, an Oktoberfest. apple crispness to yes. this, like a green apple crispness. A mm-hmm. little bit of bitter, a little almost a fruitiness on the back end. Mm. It makes me think it should be drunk from a stein, and we should be swinging it to and fro while we sing, you know, uh, Bavarian or this is, or, this is badass. Uh, yeah, it really kind of is. Or Czech drinking. Yeah, sense. I would be super happy walking into a place and going, I don't know what that is. Let me try it. And then, and then you taste this. Yeah. Uh, do you know any Czech drinking songs? Uh, I don't, but challenge accepted. <laughs> if you could come in and perform one on the ukulele <laughs> next week, that a Czech would be drinking awesome. song on a traditional Czech this ukulele. Has a, this has a freshness and a really different kind of bitter. Usually, when you think about Bitter in beer, you think of like a hot bitter, like an ESB, or the bitter from like an IPA. This this bitter no. happens at a completely different place no, in the palate. This has a this has an apple tart bitter kind of mm-hmm. thing to it. Mm-hmm. It's like the apple peel. Like if you've ever had like a green apple peel. Yes, right next to the peel where it's got because it, it doesn't taste like apples. It. Don't get me wrong, but it has that quality that those apple peel does right there, mm-hmm. and that's the way it finishes. And it's amazing. And I bet. This I bet this is just amazing with a good bratwurst or or a pretzel or pretzel yeah. mm-hmm. or anything with mustard. Yes, I was about to say the common denominator <laughs> here. I think is mustard. Oh man, but anything it, it with mustard definitely feels like something that you would want to drink at an Oktoberfest type of party. Now it's not Oktoberfest in the sense that like the St. Arnold Oktoberfest is, which has those sort of autumn tastes to it. Right, right. This is different altogether. This is very European, very. 
um, you know, beer hall in, in Munich type yes. of a, a, a vibe to it, at least to me. I've never been to a beer hall in Munich, This is, but that's on my is, bucket list. This is like hanging out with a giant wooden stein around a fire pit in the middle of a giant hall. Oh, oh, I like that. And all they have for seating is log benches. I think next year, once we get past the, um, once we get past the uh, the holidays, we should do a show about a uh, the smoking and toasting bucket list, and you and I can list the things that we want to you know kind of make up our bucket list, but only the ones that pertain to smoking and drinking. That sounds good to me. You know, would that be fun? Sounds good because to me. I'd love to go to do Oktoberfest in. Germany or that Czechoslovakia be, or or uh, one of those countries. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a Guinness in an Irish pub in Ireland. So yeah, there's one. You know, those me and my wife have been talking recently about maybe doing a weekend trip to uh, Baltimore, where they have the Open Gate Brewery. Oh yes, this do is a weekend a trip. Guinness's go in place, yes. and uh, and and check out the new Guinness Brewery over there. Uh, and and while you're there, you have to have Natty Bow. You haven't ever had Natty Bow, have you? No. Natural Bohemian, it's a Baltimore thing. And I'll tell you, you'll come back, and I promise you this is what you'll say. I'm so happy to be where the, quote, bad beer is Lone Star instead <laughs> of the, quote, bad beer being Natty Bo. So this, that's this what it's isn't like. It's like, like the I Lone wanna, Star of This Baltimore. isn't like I want to share, like, this awesomeness with you. This is like, this is like here, you, smell this milk. I, it's <laughs> totally bad. No, this, in all honesty, it's just one of those things, like, you need to experience this. This is this is one of those, you know, uh, for being a, a host of Smoking and Toasting, you need to experience what that city embraces. It's kind of like... If you go to Philadelphia, you gotta have a Yangling, except yes. Yangling is really good. Yangling is good. Yeah, so there's that. But anyway, Natty Bo, I mean, it's, everybody has I to am have one. Enjoying this beer so much. Yeah, it really is good. I've noticed you've refilled both of us here. This might be one of the better pilsners we've ever had on the mm-hmm. show. I would go so far as to say that it is definitely, if not the best, it's one of the best. For uh, sure. You know, I was going to complain at first about the uh, excessive. Carb on it. I don't even care about that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's delicious. This this delivers like from front to back. Like this is this is beer, yeah. buddy. Oh, it like, is. If this just had a, a label on it that said beer, this is what I expect. So for everyone who's ever thought that they really like the taste of, say, a Miller, but they just wish it had more flavor, this is your go-to. Yeah, this is this is awesome. this is where you take that style and that sort of tone. Mm-hmm. And you actually craft something with it, you know? Because it's not a heavy beer either. No. This is not like a huge flavor. This is actually a pretty light, um, pretty easy, sessionable beer. It's only 4.5%, so it's right in that neighborhood. And I don't have the sense that this is a seasonal. I don't know that for a fact, so we'll have to look that up. But if you are in the Washington State area, you should be able to find this. And it is definitely worth seeking out. Definitely. Uh, I have so. a brother-in-law that lives up in uh, Portland. I wonder if he can get that up there. I bet he Might can. Have to get him sent. I bet something. he can. Although Portland is known for being a little persnickety, I don't know if they allow any uh, beers inside their city limits. From Portland is known other for being... Washington towns. <laughs> known for being Portland. <laughs> no, I'm just just messing with you, Portland. You're you're an easy target, just like we are here in Texas. We're an easy target. I get it. All right, let's take a break. We'll be uh, we'll be coming back to taste uh, one of the beers that Ian has brought in, and I'm super excited about this because I love Eureka Heights Mini Boss IPA. 
IPA. That is a wonderful, wonderful beer. So now if they've taken it up a notch and they're bringing us the uh, final boss in the larger can, I'm super stoked. And I see you reaching back into your bag. You're going yeah, to show that to out. the camera and put it out on Mr. Twirly Gig while we take a break? On Mr. Twirly Gig. All, so right. All right. So we'll be right back. Smoking and toasting. And when we come back, I promise, info about how we're getting religion and why you, my brothers and sisters, will want it too. Excuse me. I bet I didn't think about bringing a mini boss to put right next to it. Welcome back, my friends. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. It's the radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza uh, known around the world for uh, its uh, focus on uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're pretty good at those things. Yeah. We you practice know, a lot, though. I was going to say, there's not that many things I'm good at. I'm kind of good at those things. <laughs> I've, I've discovered. You know, most of my friends will uh, will back me up on this. Our program is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Uh, shirts start at under $20, and there's also sweatshirts and hoodies and that really cool mask, uh, face mask uh, for wearing during the virus that says, as soon as I take this off, I'm having a cigar. That's good. I ordered one of those. and I need to get one of those. It, when it gets here, uh, it should be here in a week or so. Uh, and I'll bring it in on the next show and show you what it looks like. I think it's awesome. So, uh, anyway, welcome to the program, and we are so glad to have you here. This is the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's been 214 episodes incoming, but now we are excited to announce Smoking and Toasting is joining a major religion as a program. All of us, uh, we are now going to be members of the Church of 400 Rabbits. The Church of 400 Rabbits? So let me explain. In the UK, um, the coronavirus uh, restrictions on um, restaurants and bars and and, uh, businesses that can open um, have changed. They've gone from being a, uh, a nationwide mandate to being localized, right? So local uh, authorities and municipalities are deciding who can open, how many people can gather in those places, and so on, as they're doing their responses to the coronavirus, which is understandable and necessary. Uh, but in the U.K., uh, they now have different parts of the country being assigned one of three tiers, ranging from medium alert to high alert to very high alert. Uh-huh. And the entire county of Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire, which, which includes Nottingham, uh, has been designated as tier three. And that means that groups larger than six are not allowed to get together, even outdoors, and all indoor entertainment venues must close. All bars, cafes, pubs, and restaurants must close for everything except takeout and delivery. So what this means is that a small establishment called 400 Rabbits, which is a mezcaleria and tequila bar in Nottingham, has to remain closed. But the church of the 400 Rabbits (laughs) would be allowed to keep its doors open since houses of worship are allowed to resume their services. And we recently had a, a similar thing happen in Pennsylvania where the Supreme Court upheld that the houses of worship were uh, not required to abide by the same laws or pay taxes, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, they were not, not required to abide by the same laws as far as social distancing and all this other stuff is concerned. So since houses of worship in Nottingham 
are allowed to resume their services regardless of what tier they're located in in the UK. Um, the bar's owner has submitted the paperwork to get 400 rabbits reclassified as a place of meeting for religious worship. And you know what? I'm in. Where do, where do I join? Sign me up. Because if tequila is the religion, I'm so down. And I'm thinking we could even form our own. We could be like missionaries for the oh, church yeah, yeah. of the 400 rabbits. We could set up a, a, a spot word. here in the U.S., spread the word. We could proclaim Liliana, our tequila expert here on Smoking and Toasting, and one of the greatest guests we've ever had on the show. We'll proclaim her as the high priestess of 400 rabbits. Uh, you know, we'll decorate the church I in I can't cactus. argue with that. Uh, this is the show. We, so my brothers and sisters, come along with us on this spiritual journey. We'll be taking and, uh, and um, you know, imparting uh, some of this tequila here in the next segment. <laughs> but right now, my friends, it is IPA time. Ian, I'm so excited about Final Boss. Now, Eureka Heights has shown themselves to be one of the more interesting and innovative um, of our local breweries. Uh, here in our greater Houston area. Um, they've always always come up with very interesting stuff. And one of the things I love about Eureka Heights is when you go in there, and obviously this has been curtailed a bit by the pandemic. When you would go in there uh, before, I just love looking at It's not a unique thing. A lot of breweries doing it. But just looking up at that chalkboard and seeing, seeing what they what have. What yeah. they have and finding, ooh, I have yeah, never they have, had they, that Because they do like a lot of, like a lot of breweries do. Uh, they have... Their core line, and their core line's actually pretty big now. Yes, it is. It's grown a lot, it really and has. they have, and they're uh, they're not afraid to step out. One of their core lines <laughs> is wicked awesome. Yes, is amazing. It's a uh, it's an ESB. Not a lot of not a lot of brewers even make ESBs. And wicked awesome is wicked awesome, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They also uh, they also take their uh, Mu Caliente, their uh, their uh, their kind of spiced Mexican spicy stout, uh, stout, Mexican yeah. stout. And uh, and they do all kinds of different things with that. They've had uh, tons of different runs on it. This is a mystery. I just looked it up online. They didn't have anything on it. Um, so it's we called, know this looks like it may be a limited time. It's uh, called beer. Final Boss. It's a triple IPA. And a lot of their says. a lot of their beers have uh, either cartoon or video game uh, type characters on them. And uh, the uh, mini boss is exactly that. It looks like one of those old sixteen bit video games. And they've kind of followed through on the style for this one so, as well. <laughs> Brian. Uh, Wiki Brian says, loves the Wicked Awesome. Yeah, Wicked Awesome is a really great beer. Now, so this, I'm wondering, with, with this being a triple IPA, Ian, if this might wander into uncomfortable territory for you uh, for IPAs. I mean, I don't know. We haven't we haven't tasted it yet. But you're, you're much pickier about them than I am. I will tell you that I almost always like a double or bigger IPA more than a standard Ooh. IPA. Ooh. First off, this smells... This is like a tropical. This smells like you fell on the ground in a forest floor, full of tropical fruit. Okay, I was going to say it smells like you landed face down in a punch bowl filled with fruit cocktail and pine cones and pine cones. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, on on the nose, man, I love this. But it's a nice Haven't blend of those things. Uh, it's also I just want to point out. Oh man, that's well, so I'll, good. I'll tell you in just a moment. Okay, you're going to take the first sip. This is a uh, big, righteous, bitter, brutal, a little resinous pine coney mm-hmm. on the aftertaste. On the finish, yep, yep. It's drinkable, though. It's got enough malt backbone to run sweetness all the way through it. 
and leave your mouth a little bit watering. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ian has described Final Boss by Eureka Heights Brewing in Houston, Texas, located in the Heights neighborhood, as being drinkable. I think I need to translate. By drinkable, surely you mean delicious. (laughs) Because this is outstanding. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is a great, great idea. It's also eleven percent. Holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well I get that. Now it's it's not boozy, but it's it doesn't really come across boozy. It is it it is big. big though. Yeah. And I've had some triple IPAs. Uh, that have been very boozy. So it is possible to get that sort of style and taste for one of these. But this one does, I mean, you definitely know you're not drinking a single here, you know. I want to interrupt this uh, for a public service announcement from Liliana. She says, in Aztec mythology, the the goddess Mayahuel rules both fertility and the agave plant. She gave birth to the, I can't pronounce any of this stuff, Senzan Totochin. Of 400 rabbits. These 400 rabbit gods travel to visit lively parties. Okay, so uh, are you even even remotely surprised that she knows exactly what this is about? She is just the greatest ever. Uh, And that's why I would like to nominate her for the ministry to be our high priestess. Uh, You've got my vote. uh, All right, fair enough. I can't stop drinking this beer, actually. Oh, that's interesting because I'm always interested in your response to IPAs because to be... Totally candid. I have a tendency to like almost all of them on yeah. one level or another. But you are much more selective about what IPAs you, you know, I will tell really you, will do give not a, smoke a, high a five cigar to. with this. No, this no, be... it would destroy it. It would destroy it. And it's so I've I mean, taken you can to, smoke a diesel with this and it'll, it'll, and it'll, it'll mess it'll with that. It'll obliterate it. Yeah. I, I've taken to uh, trying to drink these kind of IPAs late at night because that's when I do dishes. So I've already had. If I'm going to have a cigar, I've already had it. It's already, yeah, passed right? the palate. And it's already passed the palate, so then I can enjoy uh, this kind of a beer. But, uh, no, it, it's delicious. I think that um, uh, I'm I'm actually going to be a little disappointed if this is only a uh, limited release. I'm pretty sure. They don't something. even have it on the website. Yeah, I have a feeling. So, And where did you find this? So, um, Joel. Joel? Came by and had a few mm. of these. Mm-hmm. Came by the brew club and had a few of these. And, and dropped uh, one off for you. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I snapped it up. I said, this is going on a show. Well, I have another one that, for... that he dropped off as well um, at the at the house, but um, I haven't tried that one yet. Uh, well, thank you for choosing to, to share this with uh, your friends here on the show. Okay. So this is Double the Mash Bill and Third Dry Hop, Australian Vic Secret, okay. compared to Mini Boss. That's what Wiki Brian's okay. telling us. So Vic Secret is, uh, I'm seeing that hop being used a lot more these days. Uh, so it's definitely gaining in popularity yeah. as an IPA hop. So, well, absolutely spectacular. That's what I'm going to say. I think it's <laughs> wonderful. And I would like to uh, move as a parishioner of the uh, Houston, Texas area of the uh, Church of 400 Rabbits. It's 400 or 300? 400. 400. 400 Rabbits. I would like to uh, nominate Final Boss for Sainthood. <laughs> That's what I'd like to do. I'm thinking that it's really good. So, all right, we will be back for uh, uh, the next uh, part of our services or the next uh, segment here of smoking and toasting in uh, just a few moments. We have some tequila to taste, and so this is this is where the religion gets real. 
is when we is when we move to the tequila. And if you've seen this bottle, I wonder if Liliana has seen this one before. Because I when I found this this week, it was the first time I'd ever uh, seen this bottle. And I'll I'll just point it is, out it is tequila. Liliana knows all. I know. As I'll just point out, tequila may be the only spirit where a kind of a, a interesting gimmicky bottle should not put you off. Because I almost didn't try Skelly because of the... I, now, I loved the bottle. The, yeah, so the crystal skulls head. are not good. Okay, but that that's one example. You're right. But, but that Skelly? is the exception because the Skelly, Skelly is in yeah. one of the corniest Tremendous. packaging. Oh, I know. I love it, but get, I love it in the corny way. And it's amazing. So we'll see how this measures up uh, coming up as we continue with the Church of 400 Rabbits, also known as... drinking that IPA. Smoking and toasting. We'll be right back. It is smoking and toasting. We have the program that's all about uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. It's show number two fourteen. Smoking and toasting gets religion, and we are brought to you by the fine folks at mycigarshirts.com. Cigar uh, shirts for cigar lovers, starting at under twenty dollars. Mycigarshirts.com. Buy them now because cigars, cigars. Thank you very much. Uh, so I was going to save this story for drinking news, but I already had drinking news lined up, and and this was just too good. So this drinking, won't be drinking news. Drinking news. This, story, this is not, story is not part of drinking news. Thank you. See, I feel better about it now. Cheers, But, but drinking is involved. It's just, well, let me just explain. Police in North Carolina have chosen to shame a man that they, they said, and I'm quoting here, his beer choice was very concerning to us. Let me explain. They're shaming a thief who was caught stealing two packs of Bud Light from a convenience store in the early morning, suggesting that he was too unrefined to realize that Bud Light is an inappropriate breakfast beer. Uh, I agreed. Yeah. This gentleman left the Lake Waccamaw Sam's Pit Stop last week at 6.30 a.m. and completely forgot to pay for the two 12-packs of Bud Light he was carrying. The police wrote in a Facebook post shared this week along with two surveillance photos of the, of the thief. This is very concerning to us. Bud Light is clearly not a breakfast beer. Oh, true, true. The Lake Waccamaw Police went on to ask for the community's assistance in identifying this gentleman so that we might educate him on the benefits of quality over quantity. There are beers that have breakfast. There's there's Founders yeah. Breakfast Stout, mm-hmm. Kentucky Breakfast mm-hmm. Stout. There's... I mean, come on. While they didn't offer any specific examples of their preferred uh, beers to pair with eggs, pancakes, or even fruity pebbles, the police did indeed suggest that any kind of breakfast stout, which are often brewed with notes of coffee or chocolate or even yes. maple, is a, a better choice than a lager. A Porters would yeah. also be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Not Scotch Ale, though. Scotch mm-hmm. Ale is not a breakfast beer. But That's it, more lunchtime or later. It does say in this article that police did offer a kind dilly-dilly to any Bud Light fans they may have offended with their comments. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. Wouldn't you love a police uh, department that was not only concerned with protecting and serving, but also concerned with helping people realize 
that certain Look, you're certain making a mistake are, are, in life. Yes, that's right. You are going down a wrong Let path. Let us help that, guide you to a good place. See, that's that's the kind of thing that you want to hear about. That's a yeah. feel-good story because, that's like, exactly look, right. man, you're doing this wrong. There, right now, there's somebody who was thinking, defund the police, and they've just rethought their stance. Look, you know? Look, uh, stealing beers is wrong. Yes. But that's not a good beer. <laughs> right. That's absolutely right. I mean, let's, right. let's get down to what really matters in that whole yes, statement. that's exactly right. I love that. All right. Well, thank you to the Waccamaw Police Department in uh, North Carolina. Uh, Ian, it is time uh, to perform our religious rite of the sacrament of tequila. And if 400 Rabbits is now a church and we're joining, and Liliana is, uh, by the way, has accepted her uh, her nomination to the ministry. So um, we're going to have our own little chapter here, and we're going to do some, uh, well, you know, some things that parishioners do. Well, I would like which to in point this case out will that be drink. Uh, this is easy to open. Is it? Yes. Well, it's like, it's almost like that... they used to have some kind of seal around here, and it is gone, and we don't have to worry about it well, anymore. I don't know. It's a, it's a ceramic, uh, th- you know, maybe they... Maybe they didn't worry about the seal because of the ceramic uh, housing. You're not buying that, are you? No. Okay. I had a feeling. Like, well, I actually can uh, feel the the previous presence of a plastic thing around here that had a little zip thing. That well, you it's had got a religious connotation to it, so I can see that. It kind of, we'll call that the Shroud of Tequila. That's what we'll call that. It'll be uh, it'll be what we refer to as the God is shroud you down. of tequila. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I've been in trouble for so long in that area. We're just uh, we're just not even going to go there. Uh, I, I, let's uh, let's just oh. say there's a special corner. Uh, Liliana is 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 laying knowledge. She says, okay. make sure we read the label before we try it to learn more about it. So All I'm right. gonna. All right. Let me put on my reading spectacles. All right. I, I think you, uh, I don't know how much information there is on there, but there is some, I think, also on that little uh, it says, tag that's around the uh, neck of the bottle there. Torero Añejo. Tequila mm-hmm. Torero Añejo. Product of Mexico, 80 proof, 40, 40%. Okay. It is 100% agave. I know I looked that up. Some of this is kind of hard to read. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It, well, it uh, has the NST and the. Mm-hmm. Liliana taught us what to look for. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and 100 de agave. Let's see what it says. Yeah, on the see little... what it says on the uh, on the card there. Beginning with the art on agave lands from uh, Tequila Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, tequila Torero, tequila is the Mexico's uh, beverage. Make a tribute, making a tribute to the bullfighter. They have this great little. Uh, picture in here yeah that's it though that's uh that's all they said let's see if i can get that picture on the on the uh on the old cam there mm-hmm. cam. i don't know awesome. if i can get it i can't really get it without taking it off of there maybe you can pull that little card off of the top and and show it that way there we go. Uh, since you didn't have any uh plastic coating that you had to pull off of there you can pull off the yeah there you go yeah. all right all right all right. Well, I, while you've been doing that kind of research, I've been doing the kind of research with the nose, and I will tell you, this just has such a brightness to the nose. It's a very interesting. Uh, you know how often with tequila you get that sort of um, like sort of uh, intense sort of alcohol agave smell. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that on the nose. From oh this. no, this smells very agave, but not alcoholic. Right. No, it doesn't smell like it's going to be strong, which means it could be one of those. Really, it has sneaky a buttery smell tequilas. to it. it yes, has a, and some um, butter and agave is the primary nose on this, I think. So, and and some um, wood, like very oaky kind of. Hmm. Hmm. 
and vanilla. So, Ian, this is really good. This is... You're doing a good job of acting like this is the first time you've tasted it. Oh. I noticed that the whole... Well, again, bottle was open. This is a. This is also. A, it felt about two point seven five ounces lighter than that bottle should. Again, this is a spiritual thing we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Twenty Seven Grams, uh, but it's uh, it's a whole movie based on. I mean, it's it's a drama, but it's uh, the title comes from the fact that apparently, when you pass on, your body becomes twenty seven grams lighter. That's supposed to be like the weight of your so soul. So that's supposed right? to be the weight of the soul. Right. All right so I'm thinking there's assuage, a similar thing going on with the tequila. To assuage Liliana's questions, mm -hmm. um, we do have uh, uh, we do have one hundred percent de agave. Mm hmm There is a uh, NOM number on here, but I can't read it. It's kind of embossed in this thing on here and it's a little shiny, but it does have the NOM number and yeah, it is 100% and other agave. information. Yeah. So I believe agave. that she would approve of this. I believe she would. Plus especially that now packaging that is just especially amazing. Especially now that I've tasted it. So what do you think of the taste of this? Let's talk about that. Okay. See, I just borrowed that from Good Mythical Morning, by the way. Oh, okay. Let's talk Good. about that. Yeah. Well, I like how you took off the specs when you did it. That was... Mm. Mm -hmm. I was going to do that... Um, that pointing David, thing? Uh, David, what's his name, you yeah. know? <laughs> the thing, I can't... <laughs> that pointing thing is what you're talking about, right? This is, uh, remember what I talked about? I, uh, I could tell on the nose, the buttery, the agave, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. um, the uh, vanilla, the oak. Lots of vanilla. This is yeah. all of those things rolled up in one deliciousness. Like, um, I want to dip pastries into this. It's mm -hmm. so good. It's so delicious. It it's got a little bit of a syrupy quality to it in, mm -hmm. in, that, in that it tastes... Almost dessert-like. It's not yes, too yes. sweet. It's no. not any no, of those things, a, so I don't want yeah. any negative connotations coming from that. But it's very... No, I know what you mean, though. It's got a dessert-like quality to there's it. There's a powder sugariness to the finish, mm -hmm. too, that's kind of nice. You know, powdered sugar has that kind of... That, that specific flavor to it. If it wasn't for the tang that it leaves on the tongue, which is all agave... Yeah. Uh, you almost could mistake this for another spirit, there's but the also, tang keeps it from. There's also happening. this beautiful light, super light pepper in the retrohale. Yes, in the retrohale, absolutely. You don't really it's get really, it. Yeah, you don't get it up front. And then this this warm whiskey hug or tequila hug, if you will, mm -hmm. that comes up and just hangs out right behind you for a while, and, makes, and and is just absolutely lovely. You know, you know what it makes me want to say? It makes me want to say hallelujah. Oh. Makes me think. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Even though that song's about shooting tequila instead of sipping it. But, but yeah. There's not that many words to it. No. I don't think he ever mentions shooting. I think the only thing he actually says in the song is tequila. Tequila. Yeah, I think that's right. But I will tell you, though, Ian, I'm always amazed. It doesn't amaze me that whiskey makers are able to come up with so many different takes on the spirit takes on the juice. Yeah. I'm always more amazed at tequila because it feels like there are fewer options available. The, you know, the aging process isn't as long. Uh, the, some things are a little more standardized, I think, in terms of how the uh, how the juice is made. So I'm always amazed when I taste a new tequila that seems to be really different from all the other ones that I've tasted. Yeah, you know? and I think that we we also tend to take a little bit for granted that we've tasted quite a few tequilas right now. You, uh, having tasted many more than I, 
But uh, I, even at this point from this show, I've tasted enough tequilas to, to be able to really separate flavors. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people who are very new at this get the obvious tequila flavors, but they don't necessarily get to separate them. So my suggestion is go buy good tequilas, and, and they're not that expensive. Mm -mm. Like, you don't have to spend a ton of money on tequila to get great tequila. Um, amazing tequilas start at, like, 30 to $40. That's right. Amazing I, tequilas. Amazing tequilas. And, and we had one on the show not too long ago that I think was $31. Is one of the better tequilas we've had in the last year, yeah. and it was Tequila Mico, M-I-C-O. Yeah. So if you're looking for a good place to start, it's also very user-friendly if you're you, new to tequila. Where did you find this bottle? I found this at Specs. At Specs? Yeah, at Specs. What did this set you back? Uh, it was about seventy dollars. Yeah. So I mean, for a tequila, that's relatively expensive. That is expensive. But by comparison, my favorite tequila. Look at the tequila, freaking bottle. Though. Well, yeah. And by comparison, my favorite tequila in the world, the uh, uh, Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia, it's more like one hundred and forty. So this is basically half of that. I want to point out that if you dumped the tequila out of this bottle and stuck the bottle in a resale shop, yeah, you get thirty bucks. Yeah, for I it. was going to say there's part of your there's part of your money back right there. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's uh, listen. I was. I mean, because it's that awesome. Awesome. I was a little hesitant to buy it. I'll be honest with you. Because I thought, yeah, the bottle could be the whole thing. It's a little pricey. Uh, but then I realized, you know, that some of the other, uh, you know, really decorative tequila bottles that I bought have had great tequila. And plus my tequila friend at the Specs where I shop, who's always just a little too helpful, he yeah. swore to me that it was really good. Well, he was not lying. He was not this lying. This is yeah. not good. It is really it good. It is really, really good. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that it uh it meets up to its price point very nicely. Um if this were if this were a thirty dollar tequila, I'd be over the moon about oh, it. Oh, if this was a thirty dollar yeah. tequila, I'd go buy a case. Right. If this but at its price point, I think it I think it comes in as, as worth it. It'd be at least a five on the price to quality scale. Well, like I said, this is this that. is a bottle that you drink the tequila a little at a time, but you display and the bottle you, at all yeah. times. And the bottle like a it's it's hard to describe unless you're actually looking at it. This isn't just a chintzy cheesy um bottle. This is a real deal piece of art. No, it really is, and it's hand painted. The whole thing, and uh, I do have. A I question. feel like we're now selling it on a uh, oh, oh, on, uh, on a TV. Yeah, what, what's the, uh, uh, yeah on one of those uh, HD TV yeah. uh, things. So, uh, I do have a question for you, though. You mentioned something about uh, drinking it a little bit of a little bit at a time. Yeah. What does that mean? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure I know that either. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. we got one more beer to taste, and this one I have a feeling uh, could be, although we've had two really good beers, this, this could be the most interesting one because this is the Mericulous, the Russian Imperial Stout from Saloon Door Brewing, and their Ridiculous series has been uh, quite a hit, and so we're looking forward to uh, trying that one for you. Plus, it's our final segment of the show, and you know what that means, Ian. Um... We get to open a present? Well, I was talking about drinking news. Oh, drinking news, yes. <laughs> so drinking news is next. It's smoking and Toasting. Stay with us, please. Welcome back. It's smoking and Toasting. Never mentioned how much I love doing this show. <laughs> I, I just want to uh, point... A simple thing out. The way you come in is true DJ style on all those 
uh, songs. Well, that's what I did for most yeah. of my life, you know. So, but what's beautiful about that is Adam's timing on the fade out. Now, oh yeah, well he's got like, it. Yeah, like you guys have just like magically. It's why we. It's why we talk about Adam on the wheels of steel. Yes. It's more than just sitting behind a producing <laughs> he is, board. He is. He is up. like a DJ over there. Yeah, making he it knows exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. Also, he does all the camera shifts and all that stuff. Right. It's pretty and, amazing. And when we do drinking news, he puts up the drinking news photo if we have one, which today, in fact, we do. We have a drinking news photo. We do, and it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for drinking for news. drinking news. Well, Ian's picking up the ukulele. Let me remind you that we are brought to you by. MyCigarShirts.com. Check them out online. They have great cigar shirts of all kinds. They're really snarky, and you'll love them, and they're not expensive. And they're a sponsor. It's MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Thank you. I don't feel like playing the drinking news song today. You don't? No. Wow. I'm going to let Adam play it instead. Oh, all right. Well, Adam on the wheels of steel. There's a podcast all about cigars and booze. Wow. Now, clearly, you orchestrated this, right? No. So he came on the show. Right. He's been on the show. He's and, a great and we bartender. Talked about it. And then I went by, and uh, remember, I told you, I told him on the show I was going to bring him that bottle of uh, of uh, um, gin that was really good there, aged gin. Yes. So I went by, and we hung out with him at his uh, restaurant, and um, and he he mentioned he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a drinking new song. And then I mentioned it to you a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't heard from him, and I thought, hmm. So I texted him. He goes, oh, man, I hurt my thumb real bad, but uh, let me get back on it. He sent me that this morning. Wow. So It's, it's, it's like a full-length song. Oh, It's, it's not yeah, just a, it's, cor- a it's version it's of chorus. It's a, it's a He's full-length not song. So, uh, and he nailed so all it went of like the, this. Yeah. He sent me a, 
a text this morning says, I got a little something for you. And I said, of course, is it a pony? <laughs> Which is what you would always and say. And he says, with enough LSD, anything is possible. Yes, yes. Then he got my email, and uh, and he told me he sent it to me. I laughed about it. And I said, and then he sent me, uh, and in case you were wondering, which I know you were, yes, I was naked when I recorded the vocals. <laughs> of course he you was. You now have to live with that knowledge. To yeah. which I responded, thanks, I am currently trying to poke out my mind's eye. Uh, yes, uh-huh. And then he responded, it's method acting. Had to immerse myself in the Florida mindset. That's how much I care for you guys. Uh, Thank you is, so much. He that is, is the man. Yeah. That is amazing, Chris. You are the man. He really is the man. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking we wanted to have him uh, back on again because I, I think I want to do in in uh, uh, 2021, I want to do a segment uh, that we can call Cocktail School. And I want to teach people, and I want to learn myself, just how to make, like, for example, some basics. I, I want to know how to make the perfect mojito, right? I mean, it's a base. It's like a staple yes. drink that, yes. that everybody, especially in the south, yeah, everybody should know how to make a so rum drink. Like, but I don't really. I mean, I can look up a recipe online, mm. but what about having somebody like Chris do a segment for us where he makes the perfect mojito, or he makes and, us make them? Well, or, or, and goes through steps so that anybody listening or watching the show can you know replicate this at home. Because to me, that's the thing. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and and then we'll choose other drinks, a sidecar, you know, just different. You uh, know what? Different uh, sort of staple drinks. I want, uh, how to I'm make not... them great. <laughs> Wiki Brian says, "Bravo, naked is the only way to sing." Um, uh, <laughs> Who was you know it? What? Susanna Hoffs did that in the Bangles. Uh, <laughs> the Bangles. Remember that song, "Eternal Flame," the ballad by the Bangles. Supposedly, she lit candles in the studio and sang it naked. That was. We didn't have much to think about back in the late '80s, so something like that was. Pretty I'm still exciting. thinking about that. Yeah, I think I think probably so. Susanna Hoff was not hard to do. No, not hard to look at. Um, so uh, that makes me think, though. What if we did a small series where we just had him on and and, and showing us how to make drinks? I think that'd be wonderful. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, let's so talk to him about right, it. We'll we'll talk to him about it. In the meantime. It's time for drinking news. Oh, no, the whole point of this thing. <laughs> yes. So today, unfortunately, is not a Florida man story. However, I'm I'm getting a little special thrill out of being able to start the article this way. An Indonesian man named Joshua was at home when a football-sized meteorite. <laughs> smashed through the veranda at the edge of his living room. What? So check this out. Experts have hailed this 4.5 billion year old space rock that crashed into the guy's living room as one of the most significant meteorite finds ever, saying that it could contain elements which could give clues to the origins of life. Not just like clues to something or other. The origin of life. I was expecting you to say, and then he touched it and turned into a big green, like, mad person. No, he didn't do that. But he has already sold the rock to a specialist collector who gave him enough money to retire and to build a new church in his village. And by the way, I have a suggestion for the denomination. <laughs> Let's go 400 rabbits 400 there. Rabbits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he said, I was working on a coffin. He makes coffins, this guy. 
Can the story get any weirder? He makes coffins. He's working on a coffin near the street in front of his house when he heard a booming sound that made his entire house shake. It was as if a tree had fallen on us, it said. It was too hot to pick up, so my wife dug it out with a hoe. Always like a story where you can say the word hoe. Uh, my wife dug it out with a hoe and we took it inside. He was given the equivalent of 30 years salary for the rock. Huh. The kind-hearted dad of three pledged to use some of the money to build a church for his community. He said, I've also always wanted a daughter, and I hope this is a sign that it will be lucky enough now to have one. I don't know how a meteorite falling on your house while you're building a coffin is a sign that you're going to be lucky and have a baby girl, but... Hey, whatever works for you, pal. <laughs> uh, space rock expert Jared Collins was dispatched from his home, dispatched from his home in Bali to secure the meteorite. And he's an American. He said, "My phone lit up with crazy offers for me to jump on a plane and buy the meteorite." It was in the middle of COVID, and frankly, it was a toss-up between buying the rock for myself or working with scientists and collectors in the U.S. I carried as much money as I could muster and went to find Joshua, who turned out to be a canny negotiator. He says. Um, <laughs> So payments for the meteorite secured by a second collector are currently on sale for eBay. The main rock is listed at nearly $1.8 million. Ooh. So congratulations to Joshua. And the rock got smashed to the ground back in August. Uh, other meteorites have uh, commanded high prices, too, due to the rare metal that's in them. But uh, um, this one is one of the most valuable of all time. So there you go. Uh, and we, he had we to did have, have the photo. To repair I wasn't home, watching the sure. feed. We did do the photo, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Enough money to repair his home, build a church, and you know maybe do some, you know, fertility testing to see if they can figure out that baby girl issue. Is what I'm hoping. So, ladies and gentlemen, there was your drinking news. I detuned this for effect before I uh, said I didn't want to play. Yeah. So now I got to retune it. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Uh, thank you to Chris Morris for today's uh, drinking news theme that song. That was awesome. That was really, that was really way over the top and wonderful. And now it's time to do some drinking again. This is our final beer of the day. This is from Saloon Door Brewing, and it looks like it's going to be um, well. Uh, I've got high hopes for it. So, just like we did with um, uh, with pumpkin beers between Halloween and Thanksgiving, we're going to do that with some kind of festive holiday ale or brew of some kind uh, between now yeah, and Christmas. And, and we've and, only got a few shows. Left. In the years past, we did a show dedicated to the style, right. and I we're not about, doing that this year. We're I just going to break yeah, that up. I thought about doing that again, but one of the reasons that uh, I thought this might work better is because some of the holiday beers are. Uh, are like this one. They're like an imperial stout. Some of them are like a a, a, a holiday ale of sorts. Style wise, they vary right, a lot. Right. Yes. Some of them are even, and I'm gonna. I think this will probably be on the show next week. But I even have a snickerdoodle ale, which looks very festive and holiday ish to me. That we may try for the holidays. So, because. Um, uh, because snickerdoodle, uh, and and snickerdoodle. It's be, yeah, and it's going to be uh, not only thing, is it a but... delicious cookie, but it's fun to say. Yes, <laughs> that's absolutely right. So tell me about Saloon Door Brewing here. So Saloon Door Brewing, uh, they're from Webster, Texas. This is uh, miraculous mm -hmm. maple and pecan Russian Imperial Stout. And you may have thought 
that since we started at four point five percent and then we went to eleven percent for our second beer. You may that, have thought we peaked at eleven. That, that we have peaked, but we have not. We went straight up to eleven point eight on okay, this one. Okay, well there you go. So I did keep it in order. Uh, let's see. This is uh, tastiest draw in the West. It says, "Yeah, this is made in Webster, Texas. Webster uh, is just south of us and uh, off of forty-five, and it's uh, quite good. It doesn't have a lot of other information on there, to be honest with you. Well, I can give you some information. Visit from... us at saloondoorbrewing.com. Mm-hmm. I can give you some information. Talk to me. It's incredible. Yeah, like this is one of the better stouts I've had in a while. It is." It is just laced with like these espresso coffee notes. So I want you to imagine. But it's also mapley. I want you to imagine that you have a waffle in front of you. Mm-hmm. You just pour this on top mm-hmm. of it. It's like you poured a coffee infused maple syrup on your waffle. Yeah. It's... And to be honest, the only thing about it that hits me as Christmassy is just that kind of overall, I don't know. The, the concept of, you know, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I suspect that most people who are drink it more in the winter. I'm going to talk about a southern thing here. Okay. Because I don't think you get these anywhere else. But I want you to think about this for a second when you take a sip. Okay. Pecan cluster. Oh, yes. You get those in the south. This is a cluster of pecans stuck together with some sticky-ass... Maple syrupy tasting yeah. stuff. Do you remember the pecan logs they used to make it like Stuckies on the side of the yeah. highway? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's a little. It's got a little more like a divinity or an afternoon delight kind of a stuff, and not quite as mapley, but it does remind me of that. There's definite pecan in here, definite pecan. Yeah, this tastes like a pecan cluster dipped in coffee. All right, so I'm just going to suggest this: if you're relatively new. To finding and figuring out different tastes in beers. And you're looking to like expand your knowledge there. This is a great one to try. And the reason is because the flavors are so distinct. You will you no matter if you're a total novice at this, like I am, you'll be able to immediately pick up on the espresso. You'll be able to immediately pick up on the pecan. It'll be a good learning lesson and you'll have fun doing it. So what are we looking at here? Ah, yes, that's the artwork. So Adam sent me this artwork. That's the artist we were talking I about. Love, I love that I just guy's noticed artwork. It. I don't it's know if it so just came through, awesome. but I just noticed. Yeah. It is just And so it, that's awesome. very much the style. All the all the people in it are very round and smoking mm-hmm. cigars. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very cool. Mm. Very you know, cool I artwork. It. I love it. And I'm and I'm gonna uh, make an investment in that at some point and uh have one of those framed and hung in my living room. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty. Good. I absolutely love this it. It's delicious. It really is, isn't it? Like, you this would finishes eat... like a bitter black coffee too. It yes. doesn't finish sweet at all. You know, the only real surprise about this to me is that it's just from a kind of a fun looking twelve ounce can, and it's not something that we uncorked a in a big or, yeah. in a big uh, bomber. The can is pretty fun. Cinnamon. It's the saloon yeah. door green and black mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. Looks like a bow tie kind of thing, but it's got a pig on it with a. With a uh, Santa hat and some wings and some tattoos. Mm-hmm. The pig has tattoos, wow. like Christmas tattoos all over Yeah, I, I think it's very cool. <laughs> That's pretty uh, So, bravo, Saloon Door. That's great stuff. Yeah, buddy. That's great stuff. There are so many great little breweries popping up. And I just want to mention this because we we just went past, uh, across the Thanksgiving holidays was, um, and we talked about this uh, on a previous it, episode of the show but small brewery day and it it is so important to find a way to support your local 
small breweries right now because as uh, as things have kind of gotten a, a little worse in terms of virus surges, there's been a lot more imposed lockdowns. A lot of the guys who have been able to open up a little, do a little more business, are now having to go back the other way because of restrictions, and we certainly understand why. But these guys, we need these we need these breweries around when this is all sorted out, when the vaccine is is you know finally out and effective, and we can and we can go back to doing some of these things. Also, I, I don't want these breweries to disappear. I want to point out, wearing a mask is not that big a deal. Mm-mm. And if you see people wearing a mask under their nose, mm-hmm. please kindly point out to them that they wouldn't walk around with one eye covered and say they were blindfolded. Yes, thank you. Like, that's not how a mask works. No, it's not. And, and Stop it. That makes me crazy. And I've never, you know, of all of the national health warnings and Our stuff, listeners don't do that because our listeners no. are much smarter. Yes, that's what I think. We have a smart But if you badge. see people out there with, yeah. with it under their nose, I mean, obviously you don't know how the respiratory system works. If yeah, that's Explain the to me how that's protecting you. Yeah, especially when you sneeze. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you for that public service announcement. Yes. I uh, would like to uh, thank you for bringing in excellent beers this week. Thank you. I don't I, always get the chance. You, nothing you, was nothing you was usurp, chewy. You usurp the beer. I kind of, I kind of uh, do. A lot of time. Yeah, I kind of do that, don't I? But I'm bringing in an IPA next week. Yeah. Well, you told me that it's one I'm going to be impressed with. So, if you're not, I'll the, be surprised. Well, I did get religion this week, so uh, <laughs> anything is possible. I want to say a big thank you uh, to those people who come on the show chat and watch us and and uh, Love chat the along. It's, so the fun. comments are so awesome; they just make us feel like. Wow, somebody's actually watching. Uh, but thanks to Bruce, who's here uh, very regularly. Thanks to Wiki Brian. And a big thanks to, like, seriously, like our best guest ever, Liliana. Yeah, she's our, uh, our tequila expert who's been on with us this week. And, and it was great timing, too, as we, you know, all joined the Church of the 400 Rabbits, our new tequila, uh, <laughs> our new tequila religion. So I'm very excited about this religion, you know. We're the Kool-Aid Yes, oh, beer. Oh, can you imagine how great the communion's going to be? <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. So, all right. Uh, thank you to everybody involved in making this thing happen. Uh, we are smoking a toast, and we were off last week for Thanksgiving. We'll be off in a couple of weeks because it'll be Christmas Eve, so we won't do a show on Christmas Eve. But we got a couple of shows before then, and we have some very exciting things to get together and talk about. The end of the year lists are pouring in, so we'll be talking about the best beers and the best scotches and uh, the best bourbons and uh, all kinds of different things as the year comes to an end. Oh, and Cigar aficionado, by the way, is just about. They've really. This is how big a deal they are. Tell me if these guys are great marketers or what. They've re, they've sent out a press release about the release schedule for the twenty five best cigars of the year for twenty twenty. Press release. It's not a press release. release about the actual list itself. It's a press release saying here's when we're going to release the information. Mm-hmm. That's almost like if you need a form and there isn't one, fill out the form request form. The form request uh, form. But anyway, that's coming and those are always interesting because Cigar Aficionado has the power to be kind of like kingmakers. I mean, if you look at what they did, what we know they did for E.P. Carrillo yeah. uh, when they named the well, Encore they do this every year, number one. Every year, the number one and it's going to sell like crazy and yep. it's and it's deserved. You know, like uh, the, the, the cigars are great mm-hmm. and I love what they do for the industry. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to finally be able to find the uh, Aging Room uh, Quattro yeah. Available again because after it got number one last year, it was hard to find for a while. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, so we look forward to a lot of those lists. There's a lot of great stuff going on, and next uh, week I promise we'll get into this. Uh, what exactly is 700 mile per hour bourbon? 
because it's a thing. I don't know what to say about that. We will talk to you about it next week. Have a great one, my friends. Thank you so much for supporting us and for checking out Smoking and Toasting. And as you've heard a time or two on the show today, cheers, cheers y'all. y'all. Thanks, Chris Morris, for our song. Even down to the headache of having the ukulele. <laughs>